and you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. And as you can see, again, technical difficulties. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm not going to let this take control of the way I handle things. And I'm not understanding what is actually going on, but I guess in due time I will. Um... How is everybody doing today? I mean, that that has just totally took me to another place right now. But how is everybody doing today? 
right? How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing today? I pray that everyone had a blessed week doing whatever you had to complete. I hope that you were able to complete it. And for those of you who were not able to complete everything, that's the beauty of grace, right? You can start again today to make all things well. And I guess that's also the beauty of grace for every second because now I get to take a deep breath, regroup, and let's start again, right? And we have so much to discuss today, so I want to just jump right into it. But before I begin, of course, you know I have to do my housekeeping. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present 7th Grade Girl Fight, Dirt Bikes, and Castle Black live at Bar Frida, located at 801 Seneca Avenue in Ridgewood, Queens. This is going to take place on Friday, January 28th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are $10 and available at the door. And as per New York law, proof of vaccination is required for entry. So it seems like they're having this uh, bands, local rock and roll music at uh, Bar Frida on the 28th at 7.30. So anybody that's interested, go over there and check it out. Now, today... (laughs) And it's funny that this is what I'm about to talk about today. It falls right in line with what I'm feeling right now. So I guess this was just total preparation for everything, right? And like I always said, nothing happens by chance, right? Everything happens for a reason and for a purpose. So I want to ask you, did you know that there are many people in the world today that are not content not content with their jobs, not content with their neighborhoods, not content with the government, as we saw, right, a year ago on January 6th, right? Not content with the state of the world. People today are just not content. Now, I'm sure that that does not seem strange to a lot of you, but ask yourself and really think about it. How many of you can say that you are really content, right? That no matter what happens in your life, you have found a way to be content regardless of the circumstances. And I'm sure that there are times in our lives where we could each say that we haven't been content, right? And if I'm being honest right now, right now I'm not content, (laughs) And the thing about it is, when I wrote this, I was going to put in there that I knew that there was parts of my life that sometimes I'm not content with, right? Just things that happen, things that just might occur. I'm not content with it. But he took it to, no, I don't want you to talk about how you're not content in the big scheme of things, I'm going to make you see how you handle being not content in the moment, which right now with the music not playing, with this being my second week in a row, not understanding 
why I can't get the sound to come on this soundboard, whereas before it was working fine. I'm not content. So I guess this lesson is going to teach me how to learn to be content in all circumstances. Because so today, our topic is coming from the book of Philippians chapter four. And today I want to discuss how to be content. Talk about learning in the moment, right? So as Paul stated, stated in Philippians chapter four, verses 11 to 13, and all my verses today are going to come from the NIV. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Now that right there, those four verses can teach us a lot, right? Think about what he said. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. He knows what it is to be in need. He knows what it is to have a lot. He knows what it is to have a little. But he said he learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. So that, if you think about those words, A, he had to learn them. And B, there's a secret behind it because this is not something that just is readily out there. So Paul was stating that he had learned to live with little things as well as a lot. And Paul was aware that there would be times where we would be in a state of discontent because of the circumstances of life. We don't always get what we want. And dealing with the circumstances of life, it's a learned process to be content. We have to deal with adversity. We have to deal with Things not going the way we want them to, as we think they should be. We have to learn to just navigate in all circumstances. And the only way to do that is to rely upon God and everything that he has for us in our lives. That's how Paul taught himself to be content. And in chapter four, we see here that he tells us all the different ways that have taught him to be content. And one of the way that definitely ensures that we will be content is to rejoice in God. And now if we go back into verse, into verse four, go back up in verse four, Paul states, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all that the Lord is near. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcend, transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So now if I look at just that, just those verses right there, as I was sitting here and I felt my blood boiling today because I couldn't get the music to play and I was thinking all these things through my mind. Oh, here we go again. Just like last week, it wasn't playing right. Now there's dead air. There's dead space. How do you know what's going on? I'm fiddling with the buttons on the board. What I should have been doing is saying, hallelujah, Jesus, you're here in the studio with me today, whatever it is. You're going to fix it for me. But my mind didn't readily run there. My mind went all the way to the side where most of us go. Is to get upset, to be wondering what's going on, to start getting anxious. Whereas we have to remember. Rejoice in the Lord always, regardless of what is going on. And if I would have sat here. And just said a silent prayer real quick. I said, God, please help me with this. It would have come on just like I got it to come on. There were certain things I had to do to get it to play. But I wouldn't still be feeling so wound up. I wouldn't have felt so tense because it didn't go the way I wanted it to go or the way that I felt that it should have went because Let's face it, like I said, there's circumstances in life we can't control and things are going to be out of our control. But that doesn't have to keep us in a state of being anxious or annoyed or angry or discontent. So Paul was saying that he learned he can be content when he let the peace of the Lord guard his heart and his mind. Because he says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Because when we think about it, when the devil is able to get into your heart and your mind to bring up old hurts and thoughts of being unworthy or not being enough or not having enough or not making you feel like you're not prepared, prepared for something that you do every week, right? He can play games with your mind. He can play games with your mind if you allow it to stay there too long. And that brings about the discontent. But you have to remember, he wants you to feel that way. He wants you to stay in a state of discontent. The devil wants you to stay in a state of not being happy, not being satisfied because he doesn't want you to be happy because that's what, what, that's what his job is to steal, kill and destroy. So if he could steal your joy and your hope, then he's won. He's gotten what he wanted. But when we think about the blessings of the Lord and speak about the blessings of the Lord, and when we bring God into everything, every, and when I say everything, I mean everything then things work out. 
Paul was telling us that the way to always remember how to keep our hearts and minds filled with contentment is to think about upon things that are good. Especially when you want to complain. Always look for the good and it will teach you how to be content. It has a lot to do with the way you keep your mind, right? And we always say that what you think is going to be what you're going to carry out and it's going to control your actions. It's going to control how you move. So if we, taking Paul's advice, think upon whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and anything is excellent or praiseworthy, then it helps us keep our hearts in a state of contentment. So when you think about it, if you're feeling like you're suffering from things, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like this is enough, I've had enough, I don't want to be bothered anymore. Start thinking about the things that were going good in your life. Think about the blessings that might have taken place. Think about a conversation that you just might have had prior to what took place that made you want to feel like you weren't content. And you balance it. It's a balancing because everything is not going to go good. But when things don't go good, you have enough stored up to think about the good, to think about all things that are good, that are right, that are pure, right? Because there's things that happen in your life that fall into all of those categories. So the one little thing that might have messed up that made you feel a certain way, you can counter it. You can balance it. And I'll go right back to today because, like I said, how this morning started out, it's fitting for this conversation that I'm having right now. Because as I always say to you, everything that I give you over the air, it's for me too. I'm not just giving it out there and not walking through it. I'm walking through it also. And it's gotten to the point where now he has me walking through it in the moment. So not only do you hear me talk about it, but you hear how I work through it or not. Right? Because some of you may say, well, she ain't working through it. She still sound like she's kind of, she's kind of wound up. I am. But in listening to the words that Paul has said, If I balance it out, okay, for the last two Sundays, I've had problems with the music, but I've had problems getting things to work on the soundboard where I know that certain buttons should produce certain things. But when I think about it, okay, I'm in my third year. I've surpassed my 100th show on this radio. So I'm going to let two Sundays of me not being able to play music the way I wanted to play music make throw me off my game? Not at all. See, that's the good that I could balance out with the, oh, okay, I didn't have such a good morning, you know, morning today with the music. But I got over a hundred shows under my belt. So obviously, 
Although the devil would want me to think, <laughs> you still don't know what you're doing with that soundboard. You still don't know what button to press. Obviously, I do know something because I'm still here and I still have listeners and I'm still getting the word of God out, which is most important. Like I said last week, it ain't a, it's not about the music. It's about my voice. It's about what I'm giving out. The music yeah, is an added bonus, but if we don't have the music, I can still talk. So see, he could have gotten me in a state to stay discontent, to stay, uh, you know, what's happening? Because then it leads to a whole bunch of other things. He starts bringing up, you see, you really don't know what you're doing. You're still trying to learn at this. You're still trying to be. He can bring all those things up. And we all, that just might be my own thing. But I'm sure all of us at some point in time when something happens, it takes you down a rabbit hole, as my girlfriend used to say. She could always jump into that rabbit hole and just keeps going. She's like Alice, right? And then whatever happens when you get in there, everything's all crazy. Everything's upside down. Nothing is the way that it should be if you allow yourself to go there. But if you do, as Paul said, think about what's true and what's right. It's always going to lead you back to God because God is true. God is right. God is pure. And he's always going to make you feel when you're following him that you are those things as well because he's the one that created you. So he knows what he put in you. So you can't listen to the voice that comes into your mind that wants to take you off someplace else and make you feel like it's not right or you're not right or you don't know what you're doing. Follow what the Lord told you. Remember, and this is where Paul ends it with this, right? He ends it and we always use this. We always use this verse to apply it to anything. And Paul says, Remembering that we can do all things to, through Christ who gives us strength. But he said that at the end of going through everything else that he talked about in chapter four, he talked about how he had to learn to be content. He talked about that staying in rejoicing in the Lord and praying to him, taking everything to him in prayer and when petition and giving thanks Present it to God. He talked about having the peace of God that can that can protect your heart and your mind. All those things. He thought about thinking of things being pure and being good. And that's how he learned that in whatever state he found himself in, any circumstance, to be content. Because he took all those things. And put them together. And in the end, he said, remembering that we can do all things. So when you think of all that together and remembering that Christ is there because he went before us and suffered through all things that we are now walking through, you have the strength to do it as well. You also have the strength to do it as well. And we get through because Christ suffered. And he got discouraged, and I'm sure he felt discontent too because that he it says in the word that he felt everything that we felt. He was touched with everything that we were touched with. So if we feel discontent or discouraged, he felt it, but he also knew how to work through it. That's why you'll see throughout the Bible when you're reading, 
he always separated himself and went and prayed. He was praying to his father, which gave him the strength to continue. And that's what we should all do as well, as Paul told us. Rejoice in the Lord and take our prayers to God. Take our prayers, take our petitions, take everything that's not feeling right with us, take it all to him and let him give us what we need to carry on in our lives. So that's how we can learn to be content. And it is a learned, it is a learned process. You have to teach yourself how to be content. And if you follow all that Paul gave us in chapter four, you'll be well on the road to getting there. Well on the road to getting there. So I'm going to attempt this again. I'm going to attempt to play music again. And I'm not sure why it's not playing. But we're going to see why it's not playing. But I'm going to attempt because there's a song that I think I want to hear. There's a song I want to hear just for myself. And I want to see if I can get it to play. So let's see. Let's try this. Let's try this and see if I could get it to play because I'm not hearing it. And that's how I know when it's playing and not playing. Because if I don't hear it in my earpiece, then it's not playing. So practicing being content in all situations, right? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm practicing I'm practicing being content and I'm trying to understand why isn't it playing and I have it hooked up. I have it hooked up to the way I did last week when I found out that it wasn't playing and it played. So now we'll see. We will see. I think it might work. I think I found it. And see, they switched it on me again. Now, see, last week, I used one set of plugs, right? And that plug didn't work. So I went back to the plug that I know that worked. And what wouldn't you know? That one doesn't work this week. So see, the devil is busy. He is busy, busy, busy. Whenever he can try and throw you off your game, take this show totally by everything that I talked about and everything how he works with you. He will try to throw you off your game any chance he gets. But if we allow him, he'll win. But he's not going to win. And with that, I say, you've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. So many nights I cried so many hours Trying to make it right I just didn't have 
How are you? It's just one of those days today, but that's all right. I'm working through it. I'm working through it. I'm sitting here and I'm, I was going through the board and that's why the song I was going to play again. 
<laughs> because I was looking at other things and I'm just totally distracted. And I have to understand why am I so distracted this morning? Why am I so not on top of things? And in sitting here, I'm understanding that I'm distracted because I'm starting to feel burnt out and not burnt out from doing this, not burnt out from doing this. And this is also for any of you who are wondering why your mind can't concentrate or why you're unable to do tasks that you were always doing and it seemed to be so difficult now to do that process. It's too many distractions going on. And right now I have a lot of distractions going on and that's why everything is all over the place. And not that I wanted this show to turn out like that, like this, I didn't want the show to be, you know, what's going on, what's, but sometimes you got to be real. And as I had said to you before, my other shows, he's bringing a lot of me into the show. And I guess I would have to bring a lot of me into the show because how could I talk to you about living a certain way or carrying yourself a certain way or even relying on God in a certain way if I myself can't do it? How can you tell someone else to do it if you're not doing it, right? We had that lesson before. Don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And lately I've been, I've been distracted a lot. I've had a lot going on. I'm, I've got a lot of irons in the fire and um, I feel like I'm all over the place. So while I was sitting here while the song was playing, because when I was talking about not being content and talking about what Paul was saying in chapter four and this, that song that we would, that we just heard came to mind. And as I was listening to it, I was listening to it, but I was also still going back to this soundboard to well, why didn't it do it at first? Or why? Could, whereas I should have let it go, right? I should have just let it go because, hey, you got the music to play. So why did your mind go back to the, but I have to understand why? And that sometimes gets us caught up to why we can't keep flowing the way that on the path that he's put us to flow on. Because he got the music to play for me. I sat here and I was like, okay, God, what's going on? He showed me what was going on. I got it to play. But even with that, I couldn't just keep going and just let it flow with things. Had I done that, I could have been paying attention to what was happening here. No, I had to go back to, well, what happened? Well, why did it not? Like, what difference does that make? Sometimes you need to know why it didn't. But for the most part, if he's gotten you past it, there's no need for you to look back at that. There's no need to look back at why it didn't work unless he wants you to see why it didn't work so that you cannot repeat that again. But if he's gotten you through it and he's keeping the progression going, then just go with the flow of what he's giving you. Because when you start doubling back to look back at something else, then you get tripped up again. Right? 
Then you get tripped up again. So that right there was a good lesson for me. Just go with the flow. He already showed you how to get the music playing. Just play it. You didn't have to sit here to figure out why it wasn't working the first time for then for it then to look like, okay, well, she got the music playing, but why is she still playing the same song over and over and over? Here you go again. Now see you're in another now you're in another position of having to get over another hurdle where he's like, we already passed that. Why do you keep wanting to step on that stone, which you know is going to make you trip? So that right there is a lesson. That right there is a lesson. And being distracted and being all over the place at one time will make you feel that way. So with that, we're going to take another music break. And we're going to play another song because, see, now I understand what I'm doing here and I could play another song, right? <laughs> You're listening to What Would K Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. It is well with me. my soul love interrupted by tragedy what will my life be like now I do know that I can handle it if it's what you have allowed, it is well with me. my soul my heart's been broken into pieces and I've had more than my share of pain still I believe that all things will work out for my good so while in my storm, I'll boldly proclaim that it is well with me. Oh, my Lord, 
trust you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I rest in you, Lord. It's well. Oh, oh, it is well. It may hurt sometimes, Lord, I know. Oh, it is well. Yes, it is well. It is well. It is well. I'm the only one that got this testimony. When everyone else around me can only see the worst in me. Can I tell y'all one more time, one more time? I said he saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. I had a witness tonight. All I need is one. Hey, he saw the best in me. When everyone else around me, yeah. When everyone else oh, around me, oh, can only see the worst in me. Does anybody have that testimony? When fuck walked you off, said you would never make it, what did he see? He saw the best in me. When everyone else around me, yeah.
I wish I had a witness tonight. That may be somebody else's testimony. Help me say it, help me say it. He saw the best in me. Everyone else around me. Can I ask y'all one question? The question is simply this. What did he see? He saw the best. I can't get no help up in here. Because there are some folk in here that people have wrote you off. Said you would never amount to anything. Said that you would never end up being anywhere. But Myron, tell him one more time. What did he see? He saw the best. Mama said you would never be nothing. When aunties and uncles said that you would never amount to anything. When daddy didn't come home anymore. He didn't look at you and say that you weren't going to make it. God looked at you and what did he see? What did he see? He saw the best. Is there anybody here here tonight that's so very thankful that God did not write you off? That he did not throw you away? That he picked you up? Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. I don't know who I played that song for, but whoever I played it for, I hope that it, I hope that it calmed your spirit in whatever state of discontentment that you're walking through right now. Because that song wasn't on my cue to play. I didn't have that in the list to be, you know, to be played today for songs. Because when I usually put my show together, I have the songs that I want to play. And I knew that I was going to play the song that I played first because I knew I felt that in my spirit with everything that I had written. So I played that. And then I played the Mary Mary song. And as I was playing the Mary Mary song, I had other songs queued up. But the Lord was telling me, no, play this one. So I don't know who that song was for. But I hope that it did minister to your heart with everything that we were talking about, with how to teach yourself how to be content in whatever is happening, whatever might be playing in your head from what you've heard. And sometimes we just have to block out a lot of things that come into our ear space. We have to just block it out and just not pay attention to it because he does see the best in you. He sees the best even when others don't see the best. So I hope that that helped whoever that song was for. But now, I only have a little bit to talk about in op-ed. It's time for the show that we call op-ed. I only had one thing I really wanted to talk about in op-ed. And it was a good news piece because there's a lot going on. We have the COVID that's going on. We have the not passing of the voters legislation. We have all that stuff going on in Congress that I really don't want to talk about right now because that's going to bring up more discontent. (laughs) We're trying to get past that, right? 
So I have a feel good story and it's about, and I never knew this. That's why I want to bring it to you guys' attention. There was a woman named Lucia, Lucy Harris Stewart, right? She was a pioneer in women's basketball, leading a rural Mississippi college to three national titles. And she scored the first basket in women's Olympic history in 1976. So when the Olympics had women's basketball, when they finally included women's basketball as being part of, you know, the teams that they had in women's basketball, you know, in, in the Olympics, the different teams that they have, they had the first women's basketball in the Olympics in 1976. And she scored the first basket in women's Olympic history. I never knew that. I never knew that this woman was so profound when it came to basketball. But the thing about it was back then there wasn't any place for women to play basketball. There was no WNBA when she was playing. So her going through leading the Mississippi, um, what school was that? Her little Mississippi college to all those three national titles and her making all those points and scoring. There was no place for her to go after that. And Here's another tidbit that I didn't know. She was the first and only woman to be drafted into the NBA because they had heard how good she was. And because there was no, there wasn't an arena or there wasn't an organization or league for women to play in, the NBA drafted her. But she says, because I only saw a snippet, they made a film about her. It's called The Queen of basketball. And she was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame because of all the stats that she had and her being the first, the first woman, you know, to do all these things. And she said, because they had her, they were talking to her about the film. And she was saying how when she was drafted by the NBA, she was like, oh my gosh, you know, she thought it was a joke. She thought they were trying to mock her. But they were serious. They wanted to really draft her. They wanted her to play. But she wasn't going to go play with all those men like that. She said she had already, you know, had gotten married and was going to start a family. She wasn't going to go play on a team of all men. But just think about it, how we think about today the strides that women have made, like, to be the first referee. We had our first women's referee, you know, in football. And then we have the first woman pitcher, you know. And she would have been the first woman on a basketball team in the NBA. So a lot of these stories get lost. A lot of the stories, unless someone tells it and brings it up and makes like a documentary of it, we don't know the good that so many people have done if it's not really put out there. We only see what what's always in front of us, but there are thousands. There are thousands that have done so good and so well in so many different areas that we don't know. And that's just something for you to think about how the good you're doing, the good that you're doing in the area that you're doing it in, don't think that it's going to be just lost and it's being done in vain. 
What you're doing matters. And yes, somebody might not be making a movie about you. Somebody might not be telling your story to the heights that it's known by everyone. But trust me, you have an impact on someone. The person that you're supposed to have the impact on, it's getting to them. It's working. So don't stop. Don't ever stop anything that you're doing that you know you're called to do. Because if it's just one, if it's just one person whose life you can change, it matters. And that's the end of op-ed. So we're coming to the end of the show. I want to say everyone have a blessed week. Continue to let your light shine. Our word of the month, of course, is doubtless still our word of the month. And our promise for this week, I want to keep it in Philippians where we were today. I want to keep it with Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, that was from the New King James Version. But I want you to keep those things in mind because that's how we're going to teach ourselves how to be content in a discontented world, right? So until next week, I want you to wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance because COVID is still out there, right? And be blessed. And if God sees it that we should be together again next week, we will. Peace. Have you been praying and you still have no answer? Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping that things would have changed by now? Have you cried all the faith you have through so many tears? Don't forget the things that he has done before. And remember he can do it all once more. It's like the Like the